The market for iPhone cases is worth billions of dollars. The first manufacturer with a case that fits a new device, say the iPhone 7, can make a killing in the days following an Apple launch. For this week's episode of Kane's Corner, I talk with industry veteran Tim Hickman, CEO of Gumdrop Cases. Over the years, he's tried all kinds of tricks and strategies in the race to be the first to market with new iPhone cases, including making thousands of cases that turned out to be wrong. This time around, Hickman has received several CAD files from mysterious sources in China that supposedly show the exact dimensions of the upcoming iPhone 7. Will he bet his company's fortunes on these files of dubious origin? Let's find out. My name is Leander Caney. I'm the editor and publisher of Cult of Mac, a blog about Apple, and the New York Times bestselling author of some books about technology, most recently a biography of Johnny Ive, Apple's head designer. Caney's Corner is a new weekly podcast. Every week I'll be interviewing a guest about the world of Apple. I've got some great guests lined up, including a bunch of ex-Apple staffers, who will talk about their work and working with Steve Jobs. I've also got people like an iPhone case maker who'll spill the beans on the competitive and shadowy world of case making. Being first to market is worth millions of dollars, and these guys do some crazy things to get the specs of Apple's upcoming devices get the jump on the competition. I'll also talk to app makers and IT guys and recyclers. It's a big Apple world out there, and there's tons of great, fascinating stories to tell. So how was your vacation, Tim? Vacation was awesome. We went to the Outer Banks in North Carolina, which is kind of like going to the country, but happens to be on the beach. Going to the country, but it's on the That's beach? That's it, man. It's remote as hell. What does that mean? It's in the middle of nowhere. It's, it's you drive, uh, drive, you know, once you hit the beach, you drive about 75 miles down a barrier island and you finally get to this little village and there you go. One grocery store, one, one liquor store and two restaurants. Cool. And the swimming, freezing? No, nah, nice? beautiful. Nice. Uh, closest point in the U.S. to the Gulf Stream. So the water is uh, about 78 and uh, not, not too bad. Huh, because I, I associate the Atlantic with, uh, you know, the Atlantic and Britain. Yeah. Which yeah. is like <laughs> freezing cold. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm with you there. All right, cool. So we were going to talk about um, the the world of cases, case making. So you are the CEO of um, Hard Candy Cases. Uh, yep, and pretty much, um, you know, that's only how we started off. And I'm sorry, gumdrop, yeah, big It's pretty much, uh, these days it's all gumdrop cases and uh, Ruggedized protection. And uh, you were uh, previously like at Hard Candy and previously at, at Spec, yeah, which is one of the first sort of big case makers. Yep, yep. I started Spec in 2000 and you know, the actually started doing Palm Pilot cases originally. And, and then huh. this iPod came out and we're, we were, uh, we said, hey, let's, uh, let's give that a whirl. And that uh, turned out pretty well. Yeah, I, uh, the, the, I remember the, um, the, some of the first iPod cases. They were kind of they were pretty like a like a cigarette packet, right? A plastic cigarette packet that you wrapped around the yeah, iPod. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So um, it's a very competitive business these days. How how big is the business? Do you know in terms of you know the number of companies and the amount of dollars involved? Um, it's big. I mean, I, I would have you know I, I think a few years ago I heard the number four billion. That's probably 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 north of that by this point in time. And um, so it's certainly doing nothing but growing. I, I, I do think that there's probably a, a sea change or revenue shifting in the market where there used to be maybe four or five, six main big brand players out there. You know, there's, mm. there's still a good handful, um, but uh, there are you know a whole bunch of 
of competitors coming from, you know, straight from China, um, selling directly to the consumers, which makes it a different deal, right? It used to be, you know, 75% of all the sales are coming when you buy the phone at the Apple store, at the AT&T mm-hmm. store in a brick and mortar location, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. and, and to be in those stores, you have to have a, a big brand and a big infrastructure and, and, and uh, logistics capabilities, right? And now with so much of that revenue shifting over to Amazon, uh, you see a lot of uh, a lot of small players you've never heard of that are still doing a hundred million a year. Wow, huh? So it, how much of it has shifted over? Because you know, I was in the in the Apple Store now. It, their selection, um, I guess, it's still pretty big, uh, but I don't know if it's as big as it used to no, be. No, I mean they've they've definitely and I don't I, I, they've definitely made a very very conscious decision to limit um, non Apple. Uh, products in the store. Um, okay. So it's definitely, uh, and from what I hear, it's definitely going to continue to to uh, decrease in terms of the number of third-party products that you'll see there. So you were, you're telling me that one of the big um, consequences of all this competition was was trying to be first to market and obviously trying to get the first case for the new device. How, how important is that? Like when the iPhone 7 comes out, you know, in the fall, how important will it be to, to be you know, the, one of the first, if not the first person with a case for it? Uh, l- less important than it was for the iPhone 4. Let's put it that way. Okay. Um, why, why is that? <laughs> because I've, got, I've, I've gotten emailed about four or five different sets of the iPhone 7 file already. Um, uh, it, it, it used to be somewhat special, right? And, and we had some interesting contacts in China that would, would, would be able to, to, to get us. Like I, when the iPhone 4 came out, we were definitely... Uh, one of the very first to have cases for that, um, but but uh-huh. now it's just it's it's just it's prolific. Every factory in China's uh, got the got the got the got, got the, the files. files. I mean, really, we, we did see a slight difference between two of them. Maybe not enough to totally matter, but you know, the, there was some spacing issues with the volume buttons and a few other things that were just 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 enough that you could tell it was diff- a different file, cat file that they were flopping around. Um, there, but it's yeah. I mean, I think I think yeah. I mean, we have all the files. I mean, we we could be in production right now if we chose to be. Are you? No. Um, it, you know, if it was a new iPad, we would be. Our our, our specific business is you know our, our 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 mission is to enable the deployment of of mobile technology in uh, schools businesses and consumers but a big focus on schools and businesses and those are much more tablet based so we uh, uh, tend to be you know much more much more reactive when it's a new tablet and it's a new phone so if you were in the iPad business you would definitely be doing it but it's you know mainly because your focus is on iPhone cases if it was you'd be you'd be making the molds right? yeah yeah so how uh, you said cat cat files what, uh, what exactly are they what, what have you got well, so it's you know I mean there, there's there, you know the, the 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 folks in China that are sharing this information are sharing um, you know 3D 3D representations of, of, of the phone of the exterior surfaces of the phone so that you can go about building right building a case to go around. The okay, phone. and it's they're perfect. Huh? They're it's it's millimeter you know with fractions of a millimeter. Well, if the data is right. Um, who's who's making these files? Are they official? They're definitely not official. Um, it's um, you know, there's a lot of speculation. I don't think anyone really knows. On you know, I, I, I personally speculate. Some of the files are perhaps you know 
lifted from the design ecosystem within Apple or Apple's partners. And sometimes the files are, are in my opinion, I think they're probably also leaked by Apple. I, I would not be surprised if Apple's leaking out misinformation to kind of throw people off the track. Misinformation? Yeah. Okay, they're not leaking real information. Well, I, you know, I think Apple's always been a super secret company, right? Um, and and mm-hmm. I think it's mm-hmm. frustrated them to no end to have, uh, you know, all of these accessory players jump the gun, right? I mean, if we when the iPhone 4 came out, we, uh, you know, we did, we did our thing, made a bunch of cases, sent them out to a bunch of media outlets, Wall Street Journal, New York Times, and ha- had our cases on, on their desk the day before the announcement. And we got a ton of coverage, like when that happened, and and got some very nasty phone calls from Apple. <laughs> uh, you know, and and you know, in this ecosystem, when you're not, you know, um, uh, you know, we're we're not stealing data, we're not buying data, which should also be in a, a legal gray area. We're we're given data, and, and in that scenario, there's no, um, you know, there, we're we're not running afoul of the law in in, in any way. Um, uh-huh, uh-huh. But uh, but anyway, I think Apple's. You know, I, I would speculate, I certainly don't know, but I would speculate that it would certainly make sense for them if they can't really keep the lid on the pot. Hey, th- throw a bunch of misinformation out there and uh, see, uh, see, see if that uh, causes people perhaps to slow down a bit on... Uh, Muddy the waters, yeah. yeah. Is that why you think there's a discrepancy between the different files you've got? Possibly. I mean, the thing that doesn't make any sense is when we get these files, they are, um, they're just the external surfaces with, uh, you know, someone would have to go out of, if someone literally stole the file, they'd send you the damn file, you'd see, you'd see everything, right? You'd see, the, the file being what? Like, uh, the CAD file for the iPhone 7, right? You would... So, and if, which, which would be coming from Apple's design team to the factories sure, to help them? Sure, but, it, but all the things that get shared are completely scrubbed. Um, so there's no, you know, it wouldn't be useful to make the iPhone 7. In other words, right? So if you're going to steal a file, it's only good for. It's only good. It's uh-huh. really only good for making cases. Which, who the hell is going to steal something and then, you know, in a very moral, appropriate way, say, "Well, I'm stealing this, but I don't want to screw Apple too bad, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna hide and and re re you know redraw the CAD file so that it just shows the outside surfaces, right? It's a weird thing. Like you can't even even in the CAD files, it doesn't have. It has the detail levels of all the buttons and headphone jacks or lack of headphone jacks and all that other stuff, right? But it, it won't show you how close the screen comes to the edge, right? You just see a big flat surface on the front of it. So, okay. um, you know, obviously, you know, any case has to come up the edge a little bit, right? So there's sometimes some risks in trying to figure that out, right? But I, uh-huh, again, uh-huh. If, if, if a thief was really out there stealing the data, I don't think they'd be too concerned about you know, scrubbing off information that might leak features that would be in the phone or, you know, other stuff like all the camera details are completely removed. I mean, you can see where the camera is, right? But I still find it quite curious that, right, someone, someone's definitely going out of their way to, to make a file that's sanitized enough to do a case but not really know anything else. And and you think that's what just to, to try to to to, to um, you know not bring the full weight of Apple down on them. I think it is. Or it's doing them a favor, or you know, or someone's got a conscience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a thief with a conscience, right? Uh, that's, that's yeah, uh, yeah. It doesn't it doesn't make a ton of sense. Um, you know, you got me. 
and and uh, is this how you've always got your information in these kind of you know these by these via these kind of CAD files? Yeah, I mean, I mean, the factories themselves. I mean, you know, are very much. Um, I mean, the, there's a huge ecosystem in, in, in China that is uh, you know, devoted to this whole Apple accessory business and phone accessory business. And you know, what was what was once, you know, when we started spec in 2000, you go to a factory that specialized in you know a, a range of skills of, in, of plastic injection molding, right? Um, and, and they do mm-hmm. anything from you know plastic dog bowl dishes to whatever, right? These mm-hmm. new fa- these uh-huh. these new breed of factories that are out there. So literally all they do is iPhone cases, you know, or other phone cases. Well, the, you know, there's the, the, the volume just to, to be able to devote yeah. a whole factory to Yeah, so it's okay. crazy. It's like you talk about other concepts, like we do cases for MacBooks, and they're like, uh, uh, yeah, we're not going to bid on that. I'm like, what do you mean? It's not that, like, like we've just never done anything other than an iPhone case. We're, we're freaked out by a MacBook. That's that's beyond our capability. <laughs> that's funny, yeah. So, um so you know, there's a whole ecosystem, and I mean, they wouldn't share this information with each other, though, wouldn't they? Be competitive about it? Is that why you're getting four or five different versions? Yeah, I mean, sometimes. I mean, we we only work with with a very few. We just work with two factories right now, so um, they. Uh, this is the information they're getting. Yeah, yeah. they do it. I mean, for, you know, for them, this is you know, if you're in this ecosystem where these factories are really just doing cases, right, for phones and tablets, their whole. You know, their whole business development team is is based on getting the data for devices, whether they're getting it in a legit way or, or they're getting it in a, a gray market way. Right. Right. For them. And I, I think for them and perhaps with the their culture, I don't I don't think there's a real difference. I don't think they really think about it. Right. But I mean, there's plenty of times where they're buying the devices and they're scanning it in you know, with a 3D laser scanner to, uh, you know, to, to, to build the CAD file themselves. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. Right. I think I think for their world, they're they're just trying to get the file because none of their vendors can make cases until you have a three D file file to build around. Right. Unless we okay. scan it ourselves, but you know why do that when China's so good at it? Right. Yeah. 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 So um, do uh, what what stage is, is Apple at now with the seven? I mean, they must be rolling off the production lines or getting pretty close. Uh, you know. Um, yeah. That's the other thing that a hundred percent confident that. When, when we get leaked this data, they know nothing about that stuff. Not a clue. Don't even. They won't even speculate. I mean, until until we're, you know, perhaps a few weeks away. Uh, but but okay. yeah, um, we often had that conversation. They just kind of look at us with a blank stare, like, "Huh? There's the data." <laughs> I'm like, "I know, but when's it going to come out?" They're like. <laughs> Don't you know? We have no clue. <laughs> and are they? You know, is it tying up with the parts leaks? Because there's been a couple of contradictory parts leaks so far. I think that you know, one is th- they look slightly different. The, uh, the placement of certain elements and features. I don't think it's even clear whether you know they'll they'll be a dual camera on you know on all the models or only on the high end model. Um, let me ask uh, David: Does the new iPhone have a, a dual camera? No, not not in the file that we have. So uh, that would be the. For both sizes, for the the you know the seven and the seven plus. Uh, I don't think we didn't get a seven plus file, did we? Uh, no. No, we didn't. We didn't get a seven plus file. Yeah, at the moment, it's it's shockingly similar form form factor wise. Shockingly. Uh, well, you know, shockingly from a case company perspective, because yeah, the silhouette's probably close to identical. You know, the the bevels, you know, on the the, the roundness is is a bit different. Um, between the six and the seven, um, so there's there's a few 
you know, really tight form fitting case would probably have a problem. If you have a kind of a loose, looser fitting case, it probably mm-hmm. would still fit. And the, uh, all the um, the main elements, the buttons, uh, are in the same places. Yep. Yep. Yeah, people are disappointed already. <laughs> <laughs> I know. When, when I saw it, I was a little, I was a little bit like, eh, okay, there you go. <laughs> yeah, everyone wants a big, uh, a big exciting um, form factor change. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, um, how much time do you spend in China with the with the manufacturers? Uh, personally, about once a year. Um, you know, we try to send someone over every, every you know, four four to five months or something. Um, I mean, it's, you know, with Skype and, you know, doing everything with 3D and, you know, with FedEx's capability to get a package on your desk within a day and a half, two days. Now, it, it's good for the relationships to go there. You know, um, it's right. not necessarily, you know, the, the great thing about what, what we do of, of pure, you know, molded, everything's molded, custom fit stuff is if you kind of get it right in the computer, it'll kind of come out the way that you, you built it. Right, it's not like it's a like a backpack with material and stitching, and they stitch it close enough to the zipper and not to the zipper. Right? I mean, it's kind of man. If you get it right in the CAD file, it'll come out right in the mold. So there's, there's right. sort of yeah, less yeah. of a need to be sort of on the on the assembly line checking out what's going on. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, there was one time when you when you didn't get it right, wasn't there? Yep, 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 yep. So when was that? Can you tell that story? I think that was the first. Uh, false rumor of the iPhone 4 uh, and we had ran with the tooling built it all up built a bunch of units and it, it did not come to light <laughs> well how much was it you, yeah, I remember you telling me the tooling was very expensive how much is it how much does it cost to create a, a mold for um, a case yeah, let's say uh, anywhere from uh, 25 to $40,000 uh, for each each mold or for the whole what about the whole tooling for you know for a run yeah I mean that's for the mold and then you know the production you know, can go uh, can be uh, anywhere from from the iPhone anywhere from five six to ten dollars a case, um, but you know the you know probably the most expensive thing in in, in that world is is air shipping. You know, we, okay. you know to, to huh. sea ship an iPhone case, my God, I mean it, we're talking like eight cents a unit, six cents. I mean it's tiny, right? But to, to, uh-huh. to air ship it, it jumps up to three to four dollars a unit. Um, okay, so it's just a massive difference. Um, uh-huh. If you're going by boat or by plane, right? Uh-huh. And, you know, the only reason you go by plane is if you're trying to, you know, beat 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 the market or, or, or rush to get something, you know. In. And is is that what you did in that case? In that case, we did some of it. We had a bunch of the cases we left in Hong Kong, so that we kind of we kind of hedged our bets a little bit, since you know we knew if we were right, the rest of the inventory is just two to three days away. So we kind of left uh-huh. left it in a warehouse in Hong Kong. Shipped over five hundred or a thousand units and by, by by air. So those those we got burned on, but the the rest we left left in the warehouse and then eventually just landfilled them um, there, recycled them. How many was it? I think it was about fifteen thousand. Fifteen thousand, yeah. And how badly off were they? What what did you get wrong? Uh, I think a whole bunch. <laughs> but I think, I, and I'm trying to remember back, I think that's when there was supposed to be an announcement. There literally was an announcement. I think it was, I forget what the deal was. Um, maybe that was iPhone 5. Like it, it was one of the iterations where the next new model was going to ship out and it turned out to be just a, I think maybe it was the first time they had an S model or something like that. Yeah, um, I'm looking online now and it was the iPhone 5. Yeah, yeah, so maybe it was like the 4S came out instead of the 5 and we're like, oh shit. <laughs> that sucks. 
Yeah, that does suck. Yeah. So about 20,000 cases. Um, but still, it's, uh, you know, you've got to, it was really competitive then, right? So it would, if, it, if, it, if you had got it right, it would have been a big advantage. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. For sure. Which that's, and again, with the phone thing, it's even a different ecosystem because, and it's changing now, right? But, but you know, it used to be that you get your iPhone for a hundred bucks, you know, as long as you're contracted, like every two years, one year, whatever the deal is, right? Um, so the, the phone companies are literally not making money when they're moving these iPhones, right? So, you know, there's a huge amount of pressure from AT&T and Sprint, Verizon, Apple, so everyone, right, to, to get these cases know on the shelves at the same time right or, or very close right because every iphone that's walking out the door they're getting not a whole bunch of money on right but they're selling the 30 40 case you know they're making more on the case than they are, are on the iphone itself right right um, yeah now i think that's changed right but i think att and most people are, are not really subsidizing the iphone to that extent but they can still make a nice tidy profit on the case yeah yeah but it used to be like absurd right and and they would put pressure on case vendors that if you're going to play with that game they would be like man like i want it and i want forty thousand units and and uh i need them there before that thing launches and you know okay. you're having these you know big multi-million dollar discussions with the unknown factor and everyone knows that you don't really know but everyone thinks wants to think you really know right but there's <laughs> i won't name names but there's there's a few folks and there's certainly one one company i I can remember that absolutely went out of business where they, uh, you know, they, they delivered 40,000 cases and, and actually, I don't think they were wrong, but they were, they were, they were like two, two weeks off and AT&T canceled the order. And that cost them their business? Yeah, yeah. Or contributed to yeah. it? Huh. So those pressures aren't around anymore. It's not quite so, you're not getting pressured by the, the, um, the carriers. Uh, correct. Yeah, I mean, right. and again, with, with us being more tablet-focused, it's, it's, it's a little bit less of, a, of an issue. This episode of Canis Corner is supported by TunnelBear, an award-winning service that gives you fast and private access to the internet. TunnelBear is a virtual private network, or VPN, that guards your privacy and security while online. A VPN is a must-have for any public internet usage. If you log on at a coffee shop or the airport, it's crazy to do it without a VPN. TunnelBear works on all your devices, computers, tablets, and phones. It's by far the easiest to use and best designed VPN I've encountered. It's so easy to use, my mom, who's in her mid-70s, routinely uses it to watch TV in the UK. She lives here in San Francisco, and she uses it to get a UK IP address, which allows her to watch UK TV shows that are blocked over here. It's not just the UK. You can browse like you're in the United States, or Germany, Japan, India, or dozens of other countries. It's dead, dead easy to use and super secure. Nothing is logged. It's all super private. TunnelBear's been used by more than 10 million people. I've been a paying subscriber for a couple of years, and my mom and brother too. Go to gettunnelbear.com, that's gettunnelbear.com, and create a free trial account. If you use that URL, TunnelBear will know that we sent you. Again, it's gettunnelbear.com. So thanks to TunnelBear for supporting this episode of Kane's Corner. Do you know what the percentage is of people that buy a case on their phone? Do you know how high it is? It used to be 3.1, um, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's even more right now. I'm sorry, 3.1? Uh, cases per iPhone. Three cases, oh, 3.1 cases per iPhone. Yeah, yeah. So people buy, okay. But how many people buy, a, uh, do you know, does everyone have a case or is it like 90%, 80%? Oh, yeah, I mean, there's, there's certainly some, you know, segment that does kind of walk around naked. But, but you know, I'm, but it's still, I mean, 
there's still so many people that 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 blow through these cases, right? Like uh, like it's water, right? I mean, they just constantly switch them out, get bored, do something different, right? Right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I definitely have a bunch uh, of different cases, and I definitely swap them all the time. I get bored with the case, and I put a new one on. Uh, it's like dressing up a doll. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, any any interesting um, you know developments in the case world that you've seen that that are notable? Interesting developments. I mean, there's there's always new material stuff that that's fun to to to, to play with, and, and we're doing a bunch of uh, used to be we're doing a bunch of fun over molding stuff. Where over molding used to be, you couldn't really over you know the soft supple silicon kind of rugged you know things that everyone's seen before uh, well, the, the condom yeah, ones yeah i mean but but that that material usually when you over mold on plastic it's really a it's really a, a, a soft plastic or a super hard rubber depending on how you want to you know look at it um and now they, they've come up with a, a, a way to do uh, uh over molding using liquid silicon because look silicon is usually like a you know, more of a gel kind of a thing. And uh, anyway, it's, uh, that's sort of what we've been geeking out with a little bit. So that allows you to, to uh, and this is uh, to, to combine two different types of plastic into in yeah, one case? Yeah, because that, that typical ruggedized case where you have like a plastic shell inner layer that you stretch on top of this, uh, out, you know, different layer kind of a thing. And uh-huh. um, uh, so now we're able to do it as, as still... As as one piece, but but by um, by over molding the silicon directly onto the polycarbonate plastic, it keeps it all as uh, as one part of it. And right, so you get a so you get a, a hard shell and a sort of soft shell in the same yeah without ha- having the same multiple case. stuff to to, uh, to chase around there. So that that's been that's been fun, and we've been doing other stuff with uh, it, you know in in our little world where we're going after this ruggedized stuff. You know we have uh, you know the just just it's been a mine. It's been it's been really cool to see where the stuff's going. I mean, we've had uh, you know tens of thousands of units going to farmers, right? So we're working with uh, one of the top uh, agriculture tech companies that's doing yield management stuff, like how deep to plant the corn seed, how much to water it, you know, all the you know stuff. I don't really even know, right? But I mean, if they've rolled out close to thirty thousand tablets to farmers in the U.S. so far. To try to get to try to get data about um, agriculture data. To, 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 I mean, yeah, it's, it's integrating with the combines and the tractors and, and to figure out how to. It's it's all about crop yield management stuff. Okay. Which, uh, uh, you know, it's interesting. It's 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 yeah. funny, and we're seeing stuff. Um, you know, one of our latest projects was uh, eight thousand cases going into prison systems in the U.S., mostly in California. So uh, prisoners are now able to check out uh, iPads in the prison library. Actually, it's not a, in that case, it's not Apple. I think it was a Google tablet, but still it was, it was, a, it was an interesting we had, a, we had a design meeting where they wanted to figure out if we could make it shift proof. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, that was the first thing that popped into my head, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they, they want to make sure that nothing, nothing could be you know, turned into a weapon. Yeah, so they tried to how about how about clocking someone in the head with the the tablet itself? Yeah, that would work, right? Uh, but at at what point they tried super gluing the cases onto the tablet as a way to you know yeah, stop yeah, it. keep it stop yeah. being turned into something else. Yeah. So what was your solution? Did you did you make any changes? <laughs> no, no, we we didn't really give it a yeah shift proof. Yeah. 
I, uh, I I visited Folsom Prison a few years ago, and I was waiting outside, and uh, they have a little museum out there. It's a, all this is a museum of shit. It's, <laughs> it's like four walls of homemade weapons. <laughs> it's kind of unnerving because then I had to walk through the uh, the yard during um, uh, exercise time, and everybody was staring at me. <laughs> they put me in a they put me in this white sort of painter's jumpsuit to, so that they could tell me apart okay. from the prisoners. Okay. Uh, it was really, you know, like I stood out like a sore thumb. Oh man, that's gonna be crazy. So, uh, uh, you, you, you guys are selling. So, you're, you're you're selling a lot to, you know, obviously enterprise and and to businesses and, and and they're buying these in in big bulk orders. Yeah. And this is new. You know, did did, did uh, this is kind of new, right? No, no, no one's no one's really done this before. Are you guys pioneers in this area. You know, I mean, it's it's it pioneers. I mean, it's it's. Uh, you know, we evolved into this, right? Of uh, you know, retail has become financially unattractive place for accessory vendors. You know, I mean, back back in the day, right? When it started spec, I mean, there was CompUSA, Circuit City. I mean, a gazillion, right? Places that that don't even exist now, right? And, right. And, yeah. and the ones that do exist, you know, it was tough enough when there was like one smartphone, the iPhone, right? Then there was one tablet, the iPad, right? And now. You know, there's these stores haven't gotten any bigger, and there there's just not the shelf space to support that wide variety of devices. You know, so of course everyone goes online and tries to do the best they can do there, right? We've done that, and uh, but uh, with the rugged thing, yeah, we, we kind of uh, kind of lucked out and really found our niche in helping schools and governments and and uh, and, and businesses protect large deployments, and you know, it's been good for. Things like the Farmers, American Airlines, Virgin Atlantic Airlines, the Marines, the Navy, the DEA. Um, the DEA bought bought like 800 units off our website, and I called them up. And I was like, "That's so cool, right?" And uh, they're yeah. like, "Yeah, we can't say anything." <laughs> they went <laughs> like, "Come on, I want a story on this. This is great, right?" But that's too bad. Yeah, what, what, uh, can you say if they were were they iPad cases? They were. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So who who is your biggest uh, you know customer? Single biggest is um, Clark County School District, which is uh, the, the school district for Las Vegas. So I think they've, they've okay. bought 48,000 cases so far. For, for iPads? Yeah, yeah. From 2, okay. 3, 4 to Airs to Air 2s. Okay, so they have a big deployment of, uh, of iPads in schools. Yeah. And then uh, all the armed services? and Yeah, they've been, they've been um, not huge, huge deals. A um, little bit here and there. But I think, you know, Monsanto is a big... T- tech ag company that that's well over 20,000 cases um, PG&E our local you know power company there are five six thousand cases into it you know some big ones you know John Deere is doing stuff Krispy Kreme bought some stuff Dunkin' Krispy Kreme you know, as well as Dunkin Donuts <laughs> huh okay <laughs> yeah, both sides and they, they have to be like uh, uh, you know Deep fryer proof. Huh? Yeah, something like that. I, don't, I have no idea what they're actually using it for. Um, right? They, unfortunately, we don't always get to uh, find out the, the the whole scoop on it. But it's still uh, it's fun fun to see it go into weird places. Yeah, totally. Do, do you get the impression that because I know Apple talked about you know all the Fortune uh, five hundred or Fortune one thousand I think companies were were like were experimenting with the iPad and. Um, it was never kind of clear, you know, whether they would do experimenting or there were big deployments. Do you get the impression that, that, that there are big deployments across a whole bunch of different businesses? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Is it is it here to stay? You know, the the, the, the iPad is. I, I th- also, people are disappointed by Apple's, you know, last quarter, and people are disappointed about the size of the iPad 
hasn't the market hasn't been growing as 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 rapidly as the iPhone market did, but nonetheless, it's still a big it's still a big market, isn't it? Yeah, I think it is. I mean, I think um, you know our our viewpoint being so ingrained in this K twelve technology world, right? I mean, they're definitely getting their ass kicked in a huge way by Chromebooks. I mean, massive, massive mm-hmm. way. Um, mm-hmm. And um, I think they need to respond to it. But I think there was a little bit of a jump in the gun. Like, I mean, when, it, when it's the TSA worker, you know, a tablet totally makes sense. You know, repair guy makes sense. Um, uh, you know, we just sold literally about three hours ago, like 400 units to a restaurant industrial supply company. So, like, they got, like, 400 sales reps that go into the restaurants and sell them stuff, right? Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Right? But, but kids yeah. writing term papers during spreadsheets, you know, I think uh, the tablet, you know, for the younger grades make a lot of sense. But at some point... You know, you need to add a keyboard. You kind of need a mouse. You can't really do Excel like with a touch and point, you know, um, interface. Um, yeah. So I mean, uh, you know, it's a huge, huge trend out there where they're saying Apple's education market share has dropped by over fifty percent in the last two years. I think another stat I, I, I read is that they're activating thirty thousand Chromebooks a day in the U.S. right now. That's a big number. Hmm. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so yeah. the question is, what's Apple going to do about that? Is is you know this education space, which used to be sort of the holy grail, right? Um, is is yeah, is, yeah, is right. that important enough to drive the product roadmap, right? Because I mean, okay, cool. So the you know the educators have figured out they they don't want a tablet with you know with a funky keyboard that can fall off and no mouse. So they want to they want to you know they want a laptop. You know, Apple Apple yeah, could certainly yeah. do that, right? They just they mm-hmm. want it at a really you know, a really low price point. But I think Apple could do that, whether they decide to do it or they think that there's, you know, enough margin or, or if they think that that whole, you know, do they view themselves as a technology? Is that sector important or not? I, that, that, that I can't really answer. Yeah, yeah, it certainly used to be, um, for sure. But, uh, yeah, I, don't, I, I, I get the impression that it's not anymore. They're going after consumers, you know, general consumers, and I, I don't think they could care. You know, they don't they don't want it to be the make a make a an education first machine. Yeah, yeah. Although I think you know, like uh, this, I have the same problem with my iPad. You know, like uh, I bought the iPad Pro, and I've been, you know, I, I said to myself, okay, finally, um, and my MacBook got stolen from my car, so I was like, okay, I'm going to learn finally how to use this as a as a replacement laptop, and uh, of course, you know, it it, it requires. Um, retraining yourself and learning all these different ways of doing things and i'm too lazy yeah no i'm with you i'm with you i'm with you it's it's it's, it's tough to move off what you what, what you know really well with right um, right it's much easier just to pick up uh, and in fact I, I resurrected an old an old macbook i found in the in a drawer yeah and i just i just we just started doing cases for the microsoft surface pro 4 so i i've, I've been forcing myself to try to use it um and it's it's been rough <laughs> I mean, it's, right. a, it's it's a good it's a good machine, but man, when you're just so used to, uh, you know, doing the doing the MacBook thing, it's 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 a hell of a transition. I know. I keep I keep my my hands keep you know moving for that for the for the touchpad that's not there. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, I, I think you know some things were, were uh, like I I don't I never really like iMovie. I had to make a little movie for YouTube the other day, and, and I could and I never really liked iMovie on the Mac. It was always a little bit too complicated. I could never really figure out how to do it. And, I was, you know, and again, I would never crack a manual. Yeah. No way. Yeah. 
So uh, I never really, I never really figured it out. But I managed. To, I worked it out in like two minutes on the uh, on the iPad. And in fact, I cheated a little bit. I, I had to yeah. look up a couple of things okay. and do a couple of things. But my goodness, it was so much easier. It's so easy to do a whole bunch of really sophisticated stuff on the iPad. And because I didn't have anything to unlearn, it was a real joy. I really, really got a kick out of it. And now if I have to do it again, I'm not going to go and do it on a computer. There's no way yeah. I'm going to do it on the iPad. Yeah, absolutely. Why not, right? As I, I think definitely, you know, like for for you know, for me and for for anybody who's not a, you know, this is a shame. Like I, I wish kids, you know, I, I know my kids. Um, actually, I don't know. You know, they they're on their iPhones, but they don't really like the iPad either. It's a pity that they don't learn how to do it from scratch. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, because it is a remarkable, uh, remarkable device, and there's so many, th- you know, so many things that are great about it. Having a built-in camera for working with documents and, and doing a lot of visual stuff and doing p- pictures and videos. Uh, it's super easy, easier than a Chromebook, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. You know, I mean, I think the whole Chrome thing has this. Um, you know, I, I think the I think the Chromebook's interesting. I, I think um, the concept of uh, of the whole Google Doc thing is a huge deal for the education part. Like, I think the the traction that Apple's losing in the K twelve space is is part device based, but I think it's absolutely very much part that whole ecosystem and Google Docs and all the training and education stuff that Google's putting out to go along with that. Yeah. All right, great. So there was one last thing I wanted to ask you about, Tim, which is, um, uh, you know, all the rumors about uh, Apple dropping the headphone jack. And as a headphone manufacturer, what do you think about that? Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, it's 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 an interesting question, right? I mean, first of all, it's like, like what's, you know, what's consumers going to think about that? Right, I mean that's a that's a crazy deal. Yeah, I, <laughs> right, I mean there's a lot of headphones out there that are. I mean I get it. I mean I get the move to Bluetooth. Right, that's that seems like a good thing. Um, you know, in theory, you you could create a headphone with the Lightning connector. Um, well, right. Are they going to be doing that? Do you think, or or, or is it? You know, financially benefit. That's for sure. Well, Bluetooth is already there. No one's stopping you from using Bluetooth if you want to. And why, why do you think they're being so aggressive about dropping the headphone jack? Do you have any? I don't know. I mean, they certainly pissed a lot. You know, they got, they got a lot of bad media when they did the lightning connector thing, right? Which in theory, it's a, you know, it's a proprietary Apple connector, right? So you went from one to another is what it is, right? But a headphone jack, that's a, you know, worldwide standard, right? Right. Um, yeah. So I think that's a, uh, <laughs> I think that will cause a bit more uh, turmoil. Does your cat file, does it have a headphone connector or is it missing? Uh, I believe it's missing. You know? Yeah. So from what, what, we, what we can see, it is not there. And so, someone told me that it might make it more waterproof because it's one less hole to get into. But then again, there's some Android phones with, that are waterproof with headphone jacks. So Yeah. I can't really say that that, that would be huge or not huge, um, but... Uh, yeah, that whole waterproof thing at some point is, you know, is is a very. Uh, I, I would I would almost think that they would actually, in an iterative fashion, which Apple's so famous for, that they they'd make it waterproof first and then announce it later on. Because I mean, if they make a water like let's say they make a waterproof and it's good down to four feet, you're gonna have so many idiots jumping into the deep end, <laughs> you know, okay. and just causing like a, a, a warranty absolute nightmare. I, I mean, see. I yeah, mean, it, that would have to just be. You know, pretty a pretty rough thing to 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 do. I would I would think. Well, you mean the kind of the way they did it with the Apple Watch. I mean, they were sort of they were a little bit 
you know, they said it, it's water resistant and it should be able to do this, that and the other. And they gave an IPX rating, I think. But and, and it actually turns out to be a far more water resistant than they had claimed. Yeah. OK. Uh, and, and that certainly makes sense. Right. Is to uh, is, you know, uh, under promise and over deliver. Right. Yeah, the uh, the headphone thing really is a, is a head scratch. I mean, there's already there's already pitchforks, um, you know, being brandished about the whole issue. Um, a, a, an article in the um, in on the Verge yesterday kicked off a whole another round of gnashing of teeth, and uh, <laughs> I think you know, like dropping the floppy is going to be um, you know relatively mild compared to this. Yeah, this is going to be the mother of all, you know. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. I mean, it's going to be a there's definitely going to be so 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 perhaps there's a um, opportunity to create a like uh, like some dongle for your wired headphones, <laughs> right? To go to go back in time, right? Yeah. And um, we're already getting pitched a couple of those, yeah. And I th- and Apple apparently is going to be including one in the box. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So uh, so the rumors go. So that that actually is a Bluetooth receiver that makes it work somehow or goes to the light no connector. it's a, just a, a, a lightning to um to uh, audio jack okay well that's you know if it's not too cumbersome that's that's um yeah i mean uh, good good for apple for at least doing that part of it they make it right you totally. know, if it's coming out of the box you know in a, in a useful way then then i think that's pretty cool yeah yeah right yeah yeah all right tim well i appreciate the time thanks so much for uh for chatting you with got me. it man Anytime. And uh, was there anything else you wanted to add? No, I think I think that's great. I'm, I'm excited to excited to see what it looks like, and uh, if we get any cool designs, we'll, we'll definitely share them. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to. Uh, would you, you know, um, if you want to share that cat follow me, I'd love to see it. <laughs> I don't know if we should do that. I think we'll, we'll we, we, we all right. We'll have a drink and then <laughs> and then have a think about okay, it. We'll do that. <laughs> okay, right, Tim. Right, thanks so much. Bye bye. Okay, that's all we have time for this week. I'd like to thank Tim Hickman from Gumdrop Cases. Head over to gumdropcases.com to check out Tim's rugged cases. And if you're a school district or a major prison system, he'd love to take your bulk order. That was the second episode of Kane's Corner, a new podcast about the world of Apple. Apologies for the gap last week, WWDC put a spanner in the works. But from now on, consistency is the name of the game. New episodes have come out every week. Please subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. And please leave a review on iTunes, it helps a lot. See you next week.